Hello, selfish listeners. I'm Reagan Drake, and this is a podcast where you share your deep emotional turmoil secrets with me, and I share it with the general public. Um, kidding a little bit. Uh, so, welcome. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm here. My name's Reagan, and um, I need you to subscribe one, and also review. So I have two actual reviews on Apple Podcast. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. That feels a little embarrassing. But I have eight, like, people that have, like, hit the stars, and those don't necessarily count. I want words. I genuinely want your opinion. So please go put that on Apple Podcast so I can sleep tonight. All right, check in. <laughs> How am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling slightly irritated, not at you, but um, at myself a little bit. I recorded this episode earlier today. Um, actually, let's say probably 30 minutes ago, because that's how long the episode was. And um, I forgot to switch on Audacity over to external microphone. So my whole episode was just recorded on MacBook Air mic, and you don't deserve that. So here we are again. The second version is never as good as the first, but you don't even get a first version anymore. I deleted it. I was so mad about it. Okay, so that's how I'm doing. Um, actual check-in, though, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good, actually. Uh, I got to see my boyfriend, and so that always is, like, you know, a good, good day. Um... What I am working, oh, also, I feel good, but I feel a little sluggish. Let's be completely honest. I do feel slightly sluggish because when I see my boyfriend, we both do this thing where before we see each other, like we clean, we work out, we see each other, we're like, oh my gosh, you look so good. And he's like, no, you look so good. And then we go, you deserve a crab rangoon. And he goes, no, we deserve crab rangoons. And, um, we have a favorite Chinese place, so I feel a little sluggish, but I started eating clean two days ago, so just kind of getting all the carbs and crab rangoons back out of my body. Um, but what I'm working on, what I'm working on is not feeling guilty right now. Uh, I always, like, I always have this, like, constant cycle of anxiety, which makes me feel guilty, and then I feel guilty because I have anxiety. Um, okay, what I'm proud of, something I'm proud of is, uh, not doing everything. So when I came home on Thursday, by the way, I traveled safely with a mask and everything. Um, FYI, airlines actually like are giving little hand sanitizer packets and I, I genuinely felt safe the whole time. Um, so something I'm proud of is when I got home, I was like, I tell, um, I don't want to say her name cause she's like right there. I, I tell Alexa, Alexa, no, stop. Don't speak. Okay. I don't know if it's copyright, if she talks onto the podcast or not. So, <laughs> so we're not going to deal with her, but, uh, when I get home, I tell her make a list and I always call my list days of the week. So I go, hey, make a Thursday list. And I asked her at one point, what's on my Thursday list? And she said, you have 15 items on your Thursday list. 
And I was just overdoing it. Like I was like, you're not going to get all these 15 things done. It was things like cat litter box, deep clean the kitchen. Like I just got back. I can calm down. So I'm proud that even into Saturday, I was asking her what's on my Thursday list. And that is a very big accomplishment for me. It's a big accomplishment for me that I didn't just exhaust myself. So um, what I'm okay grateful for, uh, I'm just grateful for the time I got to spend with somebody I love. And we'll leave it at that because I don't want to get too relationship-y on you. Okay, so this week, let's go ahead and jump in, is fear, what, like how fear held you back, how you moved through it. And we're going to start with story number one, which I actually think I should probably just stop calling <laughs> calling it that because story number one is just always my experience. So maybe just I'll go first. Uh, I wrote, oh man, this has always ru- ruled my life. <laughs> which when I was younger, you wouldn't think that. So it definitely has ruled my life from acting to family to friends to relationships. Acting, being afraid I'm not good enough. Um, family being afraid to like speak up sometimes friends being afraid of confrontation and then my relationship also being afraid of being left and yes all of those things sound um valid right they're not valid when they rule your life they're valid if you check in with them they're not valid when they're making the decisions for you so I wrote, I thought I was a fearless person, but it's more than just being afraid of adrenaline. So when I was younger, um, and this is not my parents' fault. I know all parents did this. And also like parents say these things because that's what their parents said to them. But you know, you know, the sayings of don't be afraid of it. It's just a ball or, um, come on, like, don't be afraid. Like It's just this idea of like, be fearless. Like, don't be afraid of anything. And I was a fearless child, as in I would jump off, if you know, Table Rock Lake and the cliffs. I loved jumping off the cliffs there. I loved trying new things, climbing up the tree. And if I would have fall, fallen, I would have broken something. Like, I, I was a fearless, like, adrenaline type kid. So the problem with that, though, is that growing up, I thought being fearless meant putting yourself out there. And I never was able to communicate my fears that actually revolved around insecurities because the mentality for a lot of kids my age and now is be fearless. Like you can beat fear. Fear is holding you back. Yes, it's holding you back. But I listened to this TED talk and this is what I want to share with you is his name was Trevor Reagan. And like there's several TED talks on fear. I totally chose him because he had my name and I thought that was cool. Um, so he, I'm going to give super fast outline. You can watch this yourself. Please do. He explains everything much better than I do. Um, So he talks about how fear is just uncertainty, attention, change, and struggle. And fear equals avoidance. So um, that really resonated with me because my number one tactic, if if I'm afraid of something, is to completely avoid it. So let's take my acting, for example. When I moved out here, I 
had a little bit of like a fire on like with me. I, you know, I had a manager. Oh, oh. Um, small FYI, like I, th I talked about this on a different podcast, not mine. Um, I don't, I don't have any representation right now. I, I've dumped all of them. So moving out here, I felt very fearless because I was like, I have rep, like I'm good. Um, and then my worst fear happened of being out here in Los Angeles with no representation. And I stayed in a relationship with who I had, like who was my agent because I was afraid to be nameless essentially. And I stayed with an agency that wasn't the right fit for me. And that's all I can say. Um, so out of fear though, I was staying there and like, I just avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. And that is such, it's so detrimental because what happens is, is that I avoid what I'm afraid of. And then the excuses come from the avoidance. And then I look at the excuses and try and target the root of them instead of just targeting the root of fear. So I'm reading The Actor's Life right now, A Survival Guide. It's by Jenna Fisher, the girl who played Pam on The Office. And she talks about when she moved out here, how she basically was a hermit. She just watched a bunch of Oscar nominees like on TV. She read, she did all these like studious things, which is what I feel like I'm doing. But the problem is she just didn't go out and be a joiner. Like join anything, anything, like free student films, all of it. Because she didn't write this. This is my own opinion. Because it's scary. Because I was a little arrogant. I was like, you know, I really want to like get out here and work. And I don't want to do student films because I just feel like I did four years of student films. Be a joiner. Don't be afraid to be a part of something. Because I also was afraid of being in a student film and it actually being porn. <laughs> like, to be completely honest, like, I, I was so scared to, like, go to these auditions and not know the right etiquette or go to something that wasn't as official and it'd be something really bad that had my face on it and I wouldn't know. But the problem is, is I didn't go. So I didn't go to any of it. And I have to stop being a hermit because when you face what you're afraid of, that's where growth comes from. So, okay, um, I'll get off that for a minute. Uh, a little bit more of the TED talk that I'm not gonna apply to myself, I promise. He talked about how fear is hardwired into our brain. And we have a story that relates to that and I just want to keep that in the back of your head that your fear is in your brain. And it can either be driving your car or it can be in the back seat. So I'm gonna link his... Um, I'm going to link his TED talk in our show notes. Please, please watch it because it definitely does a better job of explaining than what I just did. So, all right. Story, actual story number one, not just my experience, is uh, a write-in. It's an email. Let me find it. It's from a woman named Tracy. And let's just go ahead and jump right on in. Hi, I'm Tracy H. I'm originally from Mississippi, but I moved to Arizona five years ago. I wish I would have moved so much sooner. What held me back from moving was absolutely fear. I have a close family and the fear of leaving them was so overwhelming, I stayed an extra six years in Mississippi after graduating college. 
Year after year, I promised myself to pack up and drive away. It's always been a dream of mine to live in a place that is warm and dry compared to the humid and how congested parts of Mississippi are. But every time I started to get serious about moving, a voice in my head told me that I would just run out of money or I would never find an apartment. What if I couldn't get a job or why am I even moving? This is stupid. A year before I moved, or I should say a year before I I knew I was going to move, my mom passed away unexpectedly. She was so loving and I miss her deeply. She always encourages me to chase my dream. I don't regret these I don't regret the time I was able to spend with my mom before she died, but thinking back, I also wish I would have taken her advice. I take comfort in knowing that she can see how much happier I am in Arizona, all the way in heaven. I just wish that she could have heard it in my voice when she was still on earth. Moving to a new state didn't actually conquer my fear though. That traveled with me through all this, it traveled with me. Through counseling, I learned how to have a conversation with it and not let it be the one making decisions. I could have, I could have never done this on my own. That's part of the reason why I'm writing in today. I share, I would like to share how counseling helped me to see clearly and to be an advocate that mental health is a struggle. But talking about it and sharing experiences let others know that um, talking to people is more than normal. It's actually helpful. (laughs) Thank you for sharing my story if it's chosen to be on the podcast this week. I love hearing stories of others even if I haven't experienced some of the things myself. It helps widen awareness of other normal quote-unquote issues out there. Keep it up, TH. Tracy thank you. And I'm, I'm very sorry about your mom. Like, I'm really, really sorry that you've lost someone so close to you, but not, but, uh, Tracy, I want to tell you that I am so proud of you for realizing that moving isn't going to fix everything. Um, I'm someone that thought that, uh, I acted like I didn't, I was like, no, I know moving to Los Angeles won't make me happier. I have to find it in myself. I I also thought moving to Los Angeles was going to help. That's a common thought. I I see a lot with people my age of if I can just get out of here. Um, If I can just get out of here, get away from whatever this is, I'll be happier. And to a certain extent, just... To an absolute, like, certain extent. Um, If I hadn't started taking counseling, I think I would have thought maybe I should move to Chicago. Or maybe I should move to Atlanta. And I'm just really, like, proud of you that you recognized that and then went and talked to somebody. Because it took me a long time to even recognize that. So, um, something I also want to talk about is what you wrote in, uh, that says I had a conversation with fear instead of letting it be the one make the decisions, which is what I wanted you guys to remember is make, put fear instead of the driver's seat in your back seat. And a good way that he exampled that, like exampled that is that no matter what, 
we're not going to beat fear. And I love this because this is something that I've been told all the time is be fearless. You can't be. You literally can't be fearless because fear is literally this part of your brain that's always going to be in the back of your head. You, what you said, you have to start having a conversation with it. The way he phrased it was you have to dance with it. And I just love that. And I hear over and over a really common theme in TED Talks and just any inspirational people that actually do science say, this used to be a really great skill, really great skill for us back in the day like evolution wise, like primally, and even probably in the 1800s, like we weren't that advanced, but we have, what did he say? He said, we're playing a different game, but with the same software. And I hear this over and over and over. So part of my problem that I say all the time is I'm battling myself. We have to stop battling fear because in turn, we're battling ourselves, So, and you can't win against yourself because you are yourself. You will always lose. Um, that's just me. That's me saying that, like, that's what I've understood. So I'm going to stop. You can't see on podcast, but on the video, I've like been bouncing this whole time. We're going to calm, calm back down. Tracy, thank you for writing in. I appreciate your story and I, I am just as happy in the desert. So I, I get you. I get you. All right, so, okay, we're gonna jump to tangible good really fast, short tangible good. No, no like big cool thing. It's a water bottle, but, 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 let me pull it up, Hydromate. Now, you've seen this all over Instagram and it's the water bottle that has like the time of day that you're supposed to be drinking, like you're supposed to be down half a bottle by 10 a.m. or something. I am not going to carry around a gallon of water. I, I'm a stick. Like I'm a stick figure. I would look ridiculous carrying a giant gallon of water around. I have found online on Amazon. It's $19.95, 20 bucks, um, with prime. Um, it is their half gallon. So it's 32 ounces. It's a glass bottle, which I like. And it has two sides. So the first side is 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m. And then you refill it, start back over at two, go to 6 p.m. I really, really, really like this. Um, I also just got stickers, so I'm going to put them on there. But this is a tangible good thing because the more water you drink, the better you're going to feel, the more awake you're going to be. I, I'm very excited because I put my waters, like here's, I haven't touched this. You guys always see a water in my podcast and then I never drink it. I should probably drink it right now, honestly. <laughs> I put my water down and start working and I won't come back to it for like four hours. Very excited about this. Now, before I completely promote this and I'm like, go buy it, tangible good. The reviews, the reviews had 64%, five stars. 64% is still a D minus, but, 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 I read the reviews and people were holding the water bottle by the string. No matter what, a half gallon of water in a glass bottle held by a string makes me anxious. So just don't do that, one. Also, I will give them a little credit. In the picture, it has um, it has it on the bike. That would still make me nervous because if you hit a rock, that thing's gonna go swinging. It's a glass bottle. Don't put it down hard. Don't hold it by a string. Um, so yeah, there's complaints on there. 
I, I'm not worried. I take care of glass bottles, but just don't hold it. Don't hold something glass by a string. You're asking for trouble. So wanted to be honest about the reviews. We'll see how it goes. I just really wanted the time water bottle and the stickers and I thought it'd be great to share. Moving on. All right. Um, transition <laughs> is what I have written here. Transition. Um, next week is going to be, uh, high school stories. Now, before you just click off and you think we're done, I have the sweetest story to share with you. And, um, this is, this really honestly inspired me to do next week's stories of high school stories. I just think there is so much there about, um, you know, obviously mental health in high school, but the lack of it, uh, self-image, um, like self-consciousness, um, there's just so many, bullying, bullying is a huge thing in high school, uh, what you've realized outside of high school, you know, we always hear all the time, like, I don't talk to any of the people I went to high school with anymore, or, you know, it'll all be over soon, but, what are some of those things you carried from high school? What are some of the things you put behind you from high school? And I also want to hear from high schoolers, like send, send your things in. I want all your stories because I think there's just so much there that we can talk about and I want to hear them. I'm just going to read the story. I have a, I have a second thought, but I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into next week. I adore this story. This is from Sammy. Hi, my name is Sammy. I am almost 14 and I have struggled with my mental health. In sixth grade, my friend and I got in a fight and she decided to tell half the school what happened and her side of the story. Of course, she did not tell the whole truth. She got over half the school to hate me because of what she told them. That is about when I started feeling really, really self-conscious and I have always been self-conscious of my body and many other things. It got to the point where she just kept telling these lies and everyone sided with her and started bullying me. Even my parents were on her side and were constantly yelling at me when I got home from school and she told her parents what I did. I started believing the rumors that the people that people were saying and the bad things that they said about me. So I started taking it out on myself. It became almost a daily thing. I was just I was just keeping them all bottled up and I never told anyone how I felt. It was it was really the moment when my parents found me when I was about to take my own life that things set into perspective. They eventually realized what was going on and told me to start seeing the guidance counselor. This didn't help. She was a family friend, so I didn't feel like talking to her. I was I always felt numb. I never really got the help I needed. I'm doing somewhat better, but I definitely still struggle. I really like this podcast, so I know this kind of this kind of sort of thing is normal, and I'm not crazy, and I'm sure as heck not alone. So thank you so much. Sammy, you're not alone. You're not crazy. That I'm really sorry about what happened to you. Please don't take it out on yourself. High school and being a teenager is already hard enough. Um, you're not alone. 
it's very normal to feel completely overwhelmed and to feel like you're at the depths, like the depths, 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 depths of your emotion and like suffocating with things around you. But you're not the only person that feels like that. And you're not the only person that felt like that because I felt like that too in high school. Something I want to point out that I definitely want that this is kind of this story is what sparked my idea for high school stories for next week. But the line about the guidance counselor and how it didn't really help listen. I know guidance counselors probably have a hard time. One, they're counselors. Two, they're also supposed to help you with colleges. They're not just like there for mental health. I'm from a small town. And I never, secrets don't feel safe in high school. To be completely honest, like you can be a great guidance counselor. Secrets do not feel safe there. I think it's partly because you're right next to the principal. And a lot of kids get, for me, a lot of kids got sent to the guidance counselor, like to wait while the principal was like about to speak to them. So like, why would I tell you what's going on? Um, like, I'm not taking it out on guidance counselors. I think that they they have a pretty hard time as it is. I'm just saying from a high schooler's perspective of what would be happening. I will give you a small story. This is actually a pretty funny story of um, small town politics and why secrets don't feel safe in high school. So I don't quite remember why, but I brought a pogo stick <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering it in my head. Like, what was I doing? Um, I brought a pogo stick to school. It had, like, it had to be for theater. Like, I wouldn't have done this on a whim or I don't know. Um, it had to be for like Susical the Musical or something. And I was, po I, I remember pogo sticking in the hallway and like up and down like the theater band hallway because that was like kind of secluded, like no one could see you. But I definitely did it during lunchtime. And I think that, um, okay, I know our vice principal came by and just said, like, you know, go back in the theater. And, uh, but then he called my mom. And my mom works for the school district. So she's, she's a secretary. So, one, if I'm ever in trouble, she'll get a call. And it's just, like, the most annoying thing. Because, one, secrets aren't safe. But then, two... I was just pogo sticking and he decides to call my mom and say, your daughter brought a pogo stick to school. And she goes, is she in trouble? And he goes, no. So that's a very humorous way of saying, like, it's not safe. Like your actions are being watched. You're being like reported on. And like, especially for kids with parents that work in a school system, like, you're just never really alone to make mistakes. So that's kind of a side rant of why high schools feel like secrets are not safe there. All right, guys, um, I'm going to jump off of it. I'm sending it over to Madeline. Last week was be you, be new. A new thing I found out about myself is I really like Stephanie Meyer and the host. I read the whole thing really fast. That's a new thing I learned. Mad uh, Madeline, what do I need to know for this week? Hi everyone. Um, so the mantra for this week is feel your feelings. Um, I chose this one because right now I've been diving into a lot of emotions and feelings of like my past, my future, my present. Ooh, almost fell. 
Um, and as long as you're feeling them and you're, you're letting you get the chance to breathe it in, breathe it out. I think that once you're in that headspace of I'm confused, what's happening, uh, anxiety, everything is just going crazy in your head. I think you should just take a deep breath and feel whatever you're feeling and go on. Like journal it, um, maybe even watch a show to calm it down and then feel them. But as long as you feel your feelings, then everything's going to be a-okay. And I know it might be hard and I know it might be very complicated at times because you don't want to feel your feelings, but that's why this mantra of this week is feel your feelings. So whatever you do, just feel your feelings this week. Uh, check in with yourself because you are only you one time. And it's, a, it's great to just feel it. All right. Have a great week and back to you, Reagan. Thank you. Madeline, thank you so much, guys. I will see you next week. Don't know if you noticed, I got a new haircut. All right, guys, you can send your stories to me. <laughs> do that. At selfishstories at gmail.com or you can text me anonymously at 818-850-3305. I look forward to hearing from you. Oh, follow us on Instagram because that's where these videos are going now. Behind the scenes, fun stuff. Uh, at s.e.l.f.ish. I will see you next week. Goodbye, friends.